Seven. Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome to That's the Tea, the podcast that gives you football news in the most digestible way possible. My name is RJ, and I am here with my co-host, Ryan, to bring the best highlights of the NFL free agency and offseason so far. How are you doing today, Ryan? Super excited to talk about trades. I think, the, like, like we said last week, the trades, I think, took the show away, not free agency itself. Correct. That is, it's crazy because... In terms of like the NFL offseason, it's always been free agency that's kind of been popping, less NFL trades. But this year, I feel like the roles just reversed completely. It also reversed, and I think it's happening for the first time because we never see this many big blockbuster trades ever. I feel like this is an NBA thing. Yeah, I think you mentioned this in last week's episode where the NFL is kind of shifting towards like that NBA offseason where key pieces are being moved. And it's just, it's normal. Yeah, I feel like they're finally, maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like they're finally listening to what the players want. And you kind of have to, the players have more power now in where they play. Mm, Exactly. So as Ryan mentioned, we are talking about the NFL trades that happened. And I think there's kind of, I know we have a list of players that were traded, but I feel like one thing that we should kind of talk about, and this is a little bit kind of impromptu, is how NFL trades really work. Because we bring up the NBA and even for like baseball, I feel like the NFL's trades are so much more different because they value like draft stocks so much Mm. more. Yeah. Because I know in baseball, they don't even talk about draft picks and the NBA, they don't even care. It's usually like player for player. That's pretty much it. And maybe like a few couple picks. So that I didn't know. So is a draft pick. So what you're saying is the draft pick in the NFL is worth more. Correct. Yes. Do you know why? Because I don't. And that's so funny because in my head, I feel like that doesn't make sense because you're taking, you're essentially going for another lottery ticket as opposed to something that you already know is kind of factual. We talked about this for like the pros for free agency, right? Uh-huh, uh-huh. You pay a player more money because you know what they've done before as opposed to like drafting that type of player. True. You know, my initial reaction, probably wrong, but I think it's because players in the NFL have such a short lifespan. Mm, true like a playing career i think the average is only like three years and they're out of the league and then the ones that we know that we think they last forever those are the ones that are that are like household names Mm, i see and something that just popped up and i think this might make sense too is that you know some people some teams they trade away their players to get rookies for that cheaper contract because the nfl still has that salary cap and i don't think a lot i don't think the mlb really has one or i know baseball doesn't yeah, baseball doesn't. I don't think NBA does either, which is probably why maybe draft picks are valued more Makes in a, a lot of financial aspect. Yeah. So I feel like that's also going to be baked into a lot of the trades that we're going to talk about. I feel like it's no better to start with Khalil Mack, who was a former first-round <laughs> pick, who was yes. with the Raiders, got traded to Chicago for – it was, was it a first or straight up? It was a first or and or more picks when he was traded from Oakland to Chicago, correct? It might have been one or two firsts. One or two firsts. Yeah. But he only got a second and a sixth to move to the Chargers. So, Ryan, we talked a little bit about it last week. I kind of gave my part. How do you feel about Khalil Mack joining the AFC West once again, but not wearing uh, the black a little and silver? Mm-hmm. I think the trend here is that this whole, like, the, I think the six players we have, they're all painful. And you'll see why. But I think Khalil Mack raises one question. Is he washed or not? Like, you get traded twice in your career. Like, 
don't come after me. You're a great player. And I won't deny how talented he is, but I feel like it does raise some eyebrows. Like, why didn't his team want to keep him if he was this good? Mm, and I he's see. going for a second and a six. For a second and a six. I think part of it is the contract. <clears throat> I think that's going to be a common trend for a couple of the other players later on is that part of the trade aspect and how teams kind of evaluate trade value the contract is actually a really big part of it. So I think Khalil Mack's contract was really big because I think he got traded and signed a really big extension. Mm-hmm. Chicago was a trade and sign. So I feel like that's part of it. I don't know where the Chargers got all the freaking money though. So are you saying it's a trend where it's kind of like when he was traded, the contract they gave him against his performance worked out, but then now he kind of regressed a little bit. So the numbers don't really reflect, or the performance doesn't reflect the numbers anymore. So now they want a way out and there's no way he's going to take a pay cut. Exactly. I I think the bears also recognize that they're not going to be competitive for Mm -hmm. a while. So it's like, do you really want to pay this much money for a superstar player who is supposed to get you to the playoffs where, when you don't even think you'll make it to the playoffs at all. True. True. But if we're looking at it from NFL aspect and AFC West, I am scared for the Raiders having to play him and Joey Bosa twice a year. I think he will make the Chargers have either the top or the top two pass rushing duo in the AFC West. If not, like the whole NFL. Okay. Real question. Are you more scared about Joey Bosa on a regular day or an angry Khalil Mack? Uh, <laughs> they're both bad. Both bad men. Both <laughs> bad no, I, I just feel like the thing is, is that like, it's really different and I might be wrong, but like, you know, how Max Crosby, I feel like he doesn't have too many moves, but he just plays with like a relentless motor that never stops. Yes. That's, that's a really good asset for a defense lineman. Yes. yes. And I feel like Joey Bosa and Khalil Mack, I'm not saying that you don't have great motors in them. I just feel like they, they have more in their toolbox in terms of what moves to use. Mm, I see. I see. I I think it's the same with Aaron Donald too. His motor isn't that great, Mm -hmm. but he'll hit you with like five or six different moves every single time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. But I think that's where Max Crosby wins because, you know, sometimes in the third or fourth quarter, you're playing at like 75% speed and somehow this guy is still playing at 100 and you're just like, what did you take? Sometimes he's playing at 110 and you're like, what did he take? Exactly. (laughs) Makes no sense. Yeah. Good thing Max Crosby got paid. He is a very good player. We can move on to our next player, though, who I think is very good and has a very, very mm. high motor and fast motor. In fact, it's the Cheetah, Tyreek Hill, cheetah. who got traded from the Kansas City Chiefs to the Miami Dolphins for, in terms of 2022 picks, it was a first-round pick, second-round pick, and a fourth-round pick. And in 2023, it was a fourth and a sixth. This was a lot. It was a blockbuster trade. And to be honest, I was not thinking Tyreek Hill was going to be traded when it happened. It happened so fast. I think it happened super quick. I remember texting you that morning and then literally an hour later, trade got done. (laughs) And I was just like, what? Exactly. Like, I feel like to really kind of describe it, like it's unprecedented to tell your team, like, hey, I want to be traded and then get traded like an hour later. Like it takes time. I feel like maybe the chiefs knew because mm. they're like, if Devonte Adams gets traded and he gets a new contract, we're screwed. 
Because exactly. the thing is, Tyreek Hill is going to ask for money now. But let me just start by thanking the Hunt family and Andy Reid uh, for making this move. It is a fantastic move. Phenomenal trade by the Chiefs. We don't have to deal with Cheetah twice a year anymore. He is now an AFC East problem. But no, with a no first-round no pick, what if you have to deal with another wide receiver? But we'll talk about that a little later. We'll talk about the Dolphins side. That's kind of where I started with Tyreek Hill. And the Tyreek Hill trade. Now, let's be real. It's two a time right now. It's now or never for this team. Um, something that I do want to point out is the fact that the package seems like a lot, but they still have the 49ers first next season. So they still have a first round pick. Oh, I don't, I don't, I don't, I totally forgot about that. The first round pick. Exactly. So like, it looked like a big package, but to be honest, like they really didn't give up that much. You got Tyreek. Yeah, exactly. When you end the grand giving, scheme of it. Yeah. And they're giving to all these weapons like any quarterback in the NFL could ask for. So the ball is, is in his court, you know, like, I mean, it's in his left hand. It's up to him to prove all the doubters wrong. Cause I think if he, it's his third year, if he fails this year, I don't know who else you can ask for. You have Tyreek Hill, you have Jalen Waddle, you have Devonte Parker, you have Mike Gesicki, you have literally everybody. Teron Armstead, they literally signed ah, a tackle. Yes, yes. You have three different running backs, so you can't blame the running back for not hitting the gap. Actually, though, Teron Armstead, but he, he's brought in to protect Tua's non-blind side. So I don't know how oh, much that would help him, you know? I see, I see. That's a good That's a good point that you brought up. So um, I guess to move on and to pivot from this, though, you mentioned Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle. Let's talk a little bit about fantasy because before – I had Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle, top 15 wide receivers when they were on different teams. Mm-hmm. Now that they're going to be playing on the same field every single week, I don't feel comfortable calling them top 15 wide receivers. I'm leaning more towards like top 25. And I feel like it's going to be like a Robert Woods, Cooper Cup situation before Matthew Stafford. Uh, I honestly feel that one of them could crack top 15. But who is the question? Or I guess Tyreek. I'm going to say it's going to be Tyreek Hill. Oh, wow. Because I think Tyreek Hill, he plays wide receiver, but he runs very fast sideways to sideways or sideline to sideline as well. Uh So you're going to get him on a lot of runs, like what they did in uh, KC. And he also asked to play on punt returns. Weird, odd request, but, you know, points are points. Yes. (laughs) And I heard that Mike McDaniel wants to utilize Tyreek Hill the same way he utilized Debo Samuel. Exactly, because he can do that. Yeah. I don't think Jalen Waddle has the ability to do that. Exactly. Like, Jalen Waddle is the end around, and Tyreek Hill is like, I want the halfback blast. Ah, yes. I mean, Tyreek Hill in the end around is pretty scary, too, because that guy runs fast. (laughs) I think they're, like, almost the same speed, so that's pretty wild. Um, Anything else about the Dolphins before we talk about Kansas City? And kind of no, I think the are. only quick thought I had was I think Debo Samuel and Tyreek Hill can play that role in Mike McDaniel's offense is because they're both built. As in, like it's they look like they can take hits play after play. Jalen yes. Waddle is a little on the smaller side. On the smaller side, yeah. Tyreek Hill and like Debo Samuel have that that dual threat where like they're big, mm-hmm. but they can still run fast. Yeah. No neck either. No neck. <laughs> um moving on to Kansas City though. For me, with the first round pick, it's hard for them to not replace Tyreek Hill with a wide receiver in the draft. I feel like that's kind of the direction that they will go. Save up on money, get a player that they think could be similar to Tyreek Hill. I think so. 
I think but, that's good. As long as they don't get Chris Olave, I'm fine. As long as they get Chris Olave. <laughs> I think uh, Chris Olave is going to be very good. I feel it. If they draft a wide receiver, where do you put Juju in terms of fantasy football? I know he's going to be a wide <laughs> receiver too. But in fantasy football, do you trust him? Do you still trust him or not? I don't think so. I, I, I wow. think he top 25 maybe. Which is still pretty good. I mean, that's it's still not bad. technically a wide receiver too, actually, because 12 teams times 224. So he yeah, just yeah. misses a wide receiver too, which is pretty good though, well, right? I, I think he'll be a solid flex. Oh, that's... Like, if you can get him in your spot. flex, that's yeah. a super comfortable spot. If he's your mm-hmm. wide receiver too, you're kind of worrying a little bit. You sweat a little. So my question for you is, would you rather trust the wide receiver they bring in or Juju? Oh, man. Right? Oh, man. <laughs> I say you go the safer route and you go Juju. I agree with you 100% there. Moving on to our third player. I feel like, Ryan, you're going to have a lot to say about this, and I'll let you take it I away. I don't have much to say. Oh, really? Well, I, don't know. I think this was one of the, the bigger news. I feel like this is like one of the bigger dominoes that kind of fell during the, the NFL offseason. It was Devontae Adams being traded from the Green Bay Packers to the LA Raiders for a 2022 first round pick. LV, LV, please don't don't disrespect oh, my team, man. Las Vegas Raiders, excuse me, for the Her 2022. So they gave up a first and second round pick this year to Green Bay to get arguably one of the best wide receivers in the game. Top three, at least. God is good. I mean, uh, he made Devontae Adams want to go to the Raiders and gave Adams to us. You know, it's truly a blessing. Uh, Quick notes, I guess the move reunites Derek uh, Carr and Devontae Adams as they were college teammates at Fresno State, which is like not too far away, but I guess kind of like farm town desert, kind of same vibes, maybe. I don't know. As Vegas. But it, the, I think the main thing here is that it gives Josh McDaniels another weapon to move him one step closer to ensuring that his second time coaching in the league will not be like his first time coaching in the league. His second time coaching the AFC West. <laughs> oh, you, mind you, you're mind right. You. You're right. Yeah, it's the <laughs> second time he's back in the AFC West. Um, I don't think it's going to be that hard. I feel like outside of making plays and his input, I think he can take a backseat role to this, similar to what uh, that guy in Green Bay, what's his, what's his name? Matt, Matt, Laf- Matt LaFleur. Oh, yeah, Matt LaFleur. Yeah, well, you just let Aaron Rodgers do his thing with Devontae Adams, and you let Derek Carr do his thing with Devontae Adams. So you trust Derek Carr as a leader to be able to... to of course! Do- Hey, very on. fair. Yeah, I'm totally okay with that. In fact, I'm gonna, I am going to kind of ride this wave and praise Derek Carr in terms of, well, let me talk about Devontae Adams really quick. He's still a top three wide receiver in terms of the NFL and in fantasy, in my point. Yes. And I think Carr, he's a top 12 quarterback this year in terms of fantasy. I would start him every single week because last year he was like right on the cusp. Now you add a premier weapon in, yeah, in name Devontae the weapons. Adams. Name the Devontae weapons. Adams. Devontae Adams. Mm-hmm. You got who else you got? Hunter Renfro. Come on, keep going. You got Darren Waller. Yes. Who's your you got Brian Edwards in case you need it. In case you need it. And we got, and you also, got the two guys. It's Marcus two Robinson guys. and the guy oh, that I didn't even know. Matt Collins. Oh yeah, Matt. Now you knew what I didn't know. Yeah. And then you still have a really good running back in Josh Jacobs. We have actually so many running backs. I don't know why. But we already had Jacobs and Drake, and they went out to sign what Amir Abdullah. Uh, more players. Oh, Brandon Bolden. We have yeah, Brandon Bolden. That was an interesting one. I feel like that's like 
That was definitely a McDaniel's move. Yeah, that, that was more of kind of like, yeah, I like this guy. I'm bring him. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I guess with that being said, I feel like the Raiders in a very good spot. <laughs> kind of flipping the script a little bit when we talk about the Packers, though, they're in the same boat as the Kansas City Chiefs, where I feel like the Packers have a lot of work to do now. It's evident that they're going to draft some sort of patch, pass catcher, excuse me, in the first round. Hopefully. Who, who it will be, I don't know. But in my opinion, I can't envision Aaron Rodgers being a top 12 quarterback this year while throwing Alan Lazard to Alan Lazard a thousand times. I feel like he's going to be outside of my top 12 in rankings and people are going to hate yeah. me, but I can't see it. I, I can agree with that. I think one last thing I have to say about this is, will it surprise you if the Packers, instead of drafting a pass catcher, they draft Jordan Love's replacement and get rid of Jordan Love in the in round one? Like, wow. That would not surprise me at all. What if they do that for one of their two picks? They oh, like maybe in the second round? Season. Yeah. I think they could, but then, I mean, at this point, because it's kind of like how much longer can you, like, make this relationship work with Aaron Rodgers? I feel like they're trying to make it work since they signed him to a big deal, but it's also like... The end is near. He lost uh, Marquez uh, MBS. Yes. Didn't he go to the Chiefs? He went to the Chiefs. <laughs> oh my goodness, I forgot about that. There's no one left on the uh, the Packers. That was three years, 30 mil too. Like that wasn't a cheap contract. Yeah, it was not a cheap contract. I mean, the, the Chiefs are desperate. <laughs> not going to lie, MBS is like that, just Nicole Hardman number two. I, I don't see a difference in either no, either. Yeah. <laughs> but I guess with that being said, we can move on to our next player. For my analysis, I actually combined the two, but we'll split up here. The first one is oh, yeah. Mari Cooper. Kind of... they're, they're in the same boat because they're, yeah. they both got traded to the same, same team. team. Yeah. From Texas to Cleveland, actually. Yes. I just noticed another parallel. First one's Amari Cooper, Cowboys to Browns, and it was just for a 2022 fifth round pick and a 2022 sixth round pick and the note that ryan also put thank you for reminding me actually is that cleveland they just swapped six round picks they got a six round pick back yeah it was really just for a fifth it's only for a fifth and they get amari cooper i think amari cooper is like khalil mack in this case no question or doubt about his ability but this is the second time he's getting traded in his career um both these players got traded away from the raiders and now they're traded again away from their respective teams i think it's just an interesting thought um I don't know, like, no need to speculate too much, but then I read around, I feel like it's Amari Cooper and something with his personality doesn't mesh well with, like, locker rooms. I think he's just a quiet guy. Nothing wrong with being a quiet guy, but if you're a quiet guy like Devontae Adams, you better be putting up real good numbers. Yeah, I get you. I know, I feel like it's so hard for a player like Amari Cooper because everyone says that he is arguably the best route runner Mm. in the NFL. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately... That's just not a sexy like stat to have in the NFL. Like, yeah, you you're a really good player, but it's like if you're a great route runner, that doesn't mean you gotta have good hands to go with it. Gotta have good hands. When you hear speed though, that kind of pops out like Tyreek Hill, right? You just immediately think Tyreek Hill is better than Amari Cooper, right? Yeah, we just yeah. value speed higher. So it's just like but I think I- the mm-hmm. rash. Oh, if you finish your thought, my bad. Um, no, go go for it, go for it. Yeah. I was just thinking, I was thinking the NFL potentially. I guess value speed over route running is because when you have speed, a guy can run straight 
like in a straight line down the field, like 40 yards from where the ball was snapped. So then it really takes the top off of the defense. Like you need your players to be back to make sure that this guy stays in front of you as a route runner. If you're a good route runner, I feel like they can still stay closer to the line of scrimmage as a defense. I see. Yeah. Unless you like provide like, I guess like a better threat, like Devonte Adams, very great route runner, route runner, but he has amazing hands. He has amazing hands, but it's also, I think he's only deadly in like the mid range section of the field, like 10 to mm-hmm. 20 for like 15, 10, 10 to 20 yards is where like he thrives. I feel. Ah, I see. I Cause see. he, Wait. cause you, you wouldn't think Devonte Adams is a deep threat. Mm-mm. No, exactly. Yeah. I get you there. So I guess talking about Amari Cooper though, I feel like he's one of the bigger steals of the NFL offseason because of the other trade that happened with the Cleveland Browns, which we'll mm-hmm. talk about in a bit. But I feel like overall, Amari Cooper with that signing, which we'll talk about in a bit, he jumped from wide receiver 28 to wide receiver 15 for me right now. He's almost a wide receiver one. I, I think that's a solid ranking because I think before, I think when he was at 28 on your list, this trade was not that interesting. I mean, Amari Cooper was going to Cleveland. The, like, and the quarterback was who? You know, Mr. Baker Progressive, Mayfield. Baker Mayfield. Like, it wasn't that interesting. So that's probably why you had him at 28, right? Mm-hmm. But then now this new guy, you can introduce him, you know, moves him up to 15 because you have a solid quarterback. But it's also a little, I don't know, because this guy has not played. Okay, his name's Deshaun Watson, but he has not played for a while. And let's talk about that, actually. We will talk about Deshaun Watson next, who got traded. This was arguably, in my opinion, the biggest deal, mainly yes. because there's a lot of personal aspects to that. It's like everything to this. Everything to it, right? It wasn't just NFL-related. We won't talk about that because we are an NFL podcast, but Deshaun Watson gets traded from the Texans to the Browns for a 2022, there's a long list, 2022 first and fourth, 2023 first and third, and a 2024 First and fourth, and because Cleveland really likes these picks, they get a 2024 sixth-round pick because they just think that they thrive in the sixth round. Exactly. I don't know who the hell they're picking in the sixth round because I don't know. I don't even know. They're not Mike Mayock. Only Mike Mayock knows how to select in the later rounds of the draft, but it comes at an expense. He does not know how to draft in the first and second round. He closes his eyes and picks. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) When the third round hits, oh, yeah, this is is good. (laughs) This is the guy. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, man, Hunter Renfro, Max Crosby. It doesn't matter, but we'll we'll, we'll get back to the point. Yes. So Deshaun Watson is a very interesting player. And what I mean by that is because I feel like it's really evident with the contract that he signed. This is kind of the notes that I wrote. So he signed a $45 million signing bonus. He's getting paid $45 million a year, except for one year which is this upcoming year where he's only going to get paid $1 million. Okay. And I feel like what that means is that, hey, I think the Browns know that this guy's going to get suspended. Potentially. NFL, or yes. he's not com- they're not comfortable with what his situation is like right now. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. They're still like, they're that type of person who's like, they're one foot in the door, one foot out the door, but they also exactly. Like, but they also needed to like really tell everyone like, Hey, this is my freaking house, but I'm still kind of shaky if it's really my house or not. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Because that's the thing. It's like a total PR move. You know, like what are you going to do? Trade, trade like so many picks for this quarterback and say, yeah, we're not too sure about him. Exactly. You right? know? So, so you have to say like, yeah, this is our guy. Uh-huh. And 
my favorite part is that they they boast that it's like the biggest guaranteed contract ever mm-hmm. and in one year they they're only paying him one million so, so but he's still guaranteed 45 right yeah he is because of the signing bonus so it, it kind of added on yeah so it doesn't really matter that he's getting paid i guess one mil this year because mm-hmm. in technicality he will make 45 or 46 at least right in technicality yes yeah but yeah the cap hit isn't as bad for them to be able to find another quarterback if need be exactly yeah Dude, that's so, crazy cleveland's still unsure he might get yeah. suspended he might not who knows who knows that that's still going to be something that we need to monitor and keep track of but i guess um skill set in mind deshaun watson's a top five quarterback still in my opinion if he plays if he cut if he comes back looking the same. Correct. Because yes. he is what, a year removed? Two years? One year. Something like that. One year. One, One year, year removed, yeah. Mm-hmm. But talking about the team that traded away him, the Texans, I guess congratulations because they think <laughs> they found their quarterback in Davis Mills. Well, first of all, congrats because they finally traded Deshaun Watson. Yes, yes. First, I think that's more of a congrats to Deshaun. <laughs> that, that, yes. Yes. Deshaun Watson, the quarterback, third string running back, and backup safety. Mm-hmm. Deshaun Watson. Yes. Um, yes. He's a versatile player. What can versatile. I say? Yeah. I guess they also think Davis Mills is pretty versatile because they are supposedly going to use their draft capital to build around Davis Mills. I don't know how I feel about that. I mean, I've watched Davis Mills like maybe once or twice. Does he look that great? I don't know. He didn't really have the weapons to kind of do it. I mean, if they think he's the solution, then he's the solution. I think it's another PR move because you have so many picks. They have what, like two first rounders for the next three years. Yeah. So of course you're going to bring in weapons, get them experienced first. If it works out with Davis Mills, that's great. But if it doesn't, you take one of those first round picks in the later years, you draft a quarterback and you put them in the situation where your whole team's built already. The, I, I agree. It's a good PR move. Mm-hmm. They tank. What happens? They draft what Spencer Rattler. Oh yeah, or, exactly. Immediately get rid of Davis Mills as if nothing happened, and they can still get another weapon in the exactly, same. They have so many picks, and then they'll still also have weapons that are already developed. Yes. Considering they do not get a quarterback this year because of that move of saying, "Hey, I'm going to stick with Davis Mills." Mm-hmm. Exactly, and which is a solid get- shot too because you give him a chance. Exactly. I feel like he deserves a chance. The leash is a lot shorter. Yes, for sure. That's me. Is there anything else you want to talk about in Cleveland or in Texas before we move on to the last trade of today? Uh, I guess there's one thing. Mm-hmm. I think it's more of kind of like how trades work. It relates to Watson's and uh, Russell Wilson's trade. And it's like the trade clause. And the only reason I bring this up mm-hmm. was because I remember Tyreek Hill's trade happened really quick. Deshaun Watson's trade happened over a long period of time, like maybe like a couple of days, almost like a week. And then there was a lot of conflicting news because, you know, there was Carolina, New Orleans and Cleveland. And then Deshaun Watson backed out of Cleveland and then he ended up in Cleveland. Right. And so there's like a, this trade clause thing in a contract where it's basically, yeah, you, a player can seek a trade. The team can seek a trade for the player, but the player can basically decline a trade if it's to a team he does not like. Correct. Yes. They get final say. They technically get final say in the trade. Then. Exactly. Because they can sign off on the trade or they can be like, no, I'm not getting traded to this team. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so you bring up a really good point, actually, because I feel like that's why some of these trades took literally forever. 
like mm-hmm. Deshaun Watson because he was really particular with his teams. I think he straight up said no to like like half of them. Like the commanders straight up was like no. The Broncos no. straight up no. No. <laughs> no. But then in Tyreek's case, I think it was only two teams that really wanted him, the Jets and the Dolphins. And I guess he was cool with Miami. So he was like, all right, I'm going to Miami. And it took yeah. half, it, it literally in an hour. <laughs> I mean, I, I think he must really hate the Jets or something. Probably. And also their, their trade package wasn't that good. They didn't even include a, I don't think it included a first. It was a second, like the early second. This it time. was, and it, and it was crazy because I think the, the Chiefs were willing to agree to that trade. They're like, yeah. sure, if you're giving us two seconds, yeah, you can have Tyreek. Doesn't matter. Yeah. But Tyreek was like, no. <laughs> he was like, I know my value. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but 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 that's the other side of it. I think the trade clause, right now we're making it seem like it empowers the player a lot, but it only empowers the player to a certain extent because if the player wanted to go to the team that didn't want that player, didn't want to trade for that player, it's not going to work. Exactly, because that would reflect in the trade package that would come, I guess, or that would exactly. be received upon. So basically, they have say and they get to choose out of the list of teams that are willing to trade for him. Correct. Yes. All right. Let's rip through the last one. You kind of preluded to it. It's Russell Wilson being traded from the Seahawks to the Denver Broncos. Again, another AFC West edition. <laughs> What Seattle got was a 2022 first, second, and fifth, while Denver got a 2022 fourth. And they also get a 2023 first and second, along with Drew Locke, Shelby Harris, and Noah Fant. Ryan, I'm going to ask you a quick question right now. If you wanted Russell Wilson to play anywhere else but the Denver Broncos, where would it be? You guys, it doesn't matter. Oh, back to... <laughs> Just anywhere oh, else. That's where you just, just anywhere else but the A. Okay. Why must the AFC West be the SEC of the NFL? Makes zero sense. Like, wasn't Patrick Mahomes and the upcoming star in Justin Herbert in one division bad enough already? It's like having Alabama, LSU, and Georgia, you know? And that wasn't enough because, you know, I think they're, I think pretty highly of Derek Carr. So that's why you have those three teams. Not enough. Broncos had to go, you know, be like Old Miss or something, kind of come to the party as well. <laughs> come out of nowhere so yeah i mean it hurts i'm great i'm like <laughs> I'm, I'm great i get drew lock twice a year can't wait for him to meet i'll be wagner oh it's okay dude imagine being drew lock who's just like man i've been destroyed by joey bosa my whole life just to go to the nfc west to get destroyed by his brother nick bosa yes and then uh bobby wagner on the ring oh, it's okay oh yeah bobby, bobby. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, I think overall, Russell Wilson completely elevates the entire offense. I think Jerry Judy can be that guy this year. At a fantasy standpoint, he could top, um, he cracked the top 20. Cortland Sutton, not as confident. I think he could still be a top 30 wide receiver. And for their tight end, big Albert O, who I can't say his last name, and I'm not going to try it because I feel like that'd be disrespectful and he can destroy me because he's really big. Who's this guy? Yeah, you should search him up. They're tight end. A lot of people were raving about him because it's like, oh, no more Noah Fant. But also, Russell Wilson hasn't made a relevant tight end oh, since Jimmy Albert. Graham in 2016. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Got it. I, I realized why you didn't want to say it now. I thought I, I gave it a shot halfway through. I realized I was making myself look an idiot. That's why I chuckled a little bit. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> TLDR, he 
despite all the hype, he's not a top 12 wide receiver or tight end just because Russell Wilson's playing for Denver. Yes. I think the really scary thing and one thing to note about this trade is we have said it here. Others have said it. Um, And if we look at it from an unbiased point of view, we said that the Broncos are a quarterback away from competing last season. And we said it this off season. And now they got the quarterback, meaning that if what we said was true and we stand by what we say, they're ready to compete. Exactly. And I feel like sometimes the trades can help kind of dictate the expectation. Russell Wilson gets two years to bring this team at least to the playoffs. Yeah. And I would not be surprised with three wild part, three wild card spots in each conference. Each team, the AFC West will have an, a playoff spot. I, I, I believe. Oh, wow. You think you're just going to do a clean sweep. So the whole AFC West, I think the whole the AFC playoffs. will be there. I, I, unless uh, I know the Chargers will be there for sure. I'll give mm-hmm. them that. Mm-hmm. The Chiefs somehow always find a way to sneak in. No matter what their roster look like, looks like, they'll make it in. And I think the Raiders, I like them. So obviously, I think they're going to make it. The Broncos, I think, of, honestly, it's Russell Wilson. He's not bad. That's what I'm saying. He's a very, very good player. And with that being said, that's all I had. That's all I had, too. So to everyone that has made it this far, thank you for listening. And hopefully, you learned one more thing or two of us the nfl share the podcast with your friends and follow us on twitter at that's the t 2020 we'll catch you guys again next week and that's the t and that's the t to hear y'all panicked a little bit because i realized we didn't talk